0: And we pray for the presence of your Holy Spirit to come now and to open your word to us. For Jesus' sake, amen. It's amazing, isn't it, that it's um, just about two years ago that we had our last midnight communion here at Emmanuel. So much has happened since then, hasn't it? And it's been nice that so far um, this Christmas seemed to be going as planned. But one of the things that the whole pandemic has has taught us over these last couple of years is that how something so microscopic, something many, many thousands of miles away could suddenly spread across this world in such an amazing speed and have such a devastating effect on so many of our lives, bringing illness and sadly death for many, as well as upsetting the whole of the world economies. The whole process of lockdown made us review so many things. We had to change a lot of our behaviour. Many of us began working from home. This whole disruption caused by this microscopic little virus was having a major effect. This, of course, amazing thing as it was, was very much out of our control. And so it is so much in our modern world today that things in far parts of the world can have devastating effects. And so it was that a family in the village of Nazareth was going to be affected by forces they could not have possibly imagined. For Joseph and Mary, they had already had an amazing encounter with the living God. They'd been chosen, well, particularly Mary, to bear the Son of God. But yet, the whole plan seemed to have been thrown up in the air. For somebody, a ruler, a Caesar, somewhere a few thousand miles away, had decided that everyone in the empire must go to their hometown and register. No doubt, it was a ploy to generate income for the future from taxes. This person, this Caesar, this Augustus Caesar, as Luke tells us, was in charge of this enormous empire, the Roman Empire, the largest and greatest of its time. And so here was the whole, if you like, empire being thrown into order, perhaps, maybe not, but chaos as people had to drop everything and make their journey to their hometown. As we read for Mary and Joseph, it meant travelling to Bethlehem, Joseph's hometown. So any work Joseph was, was doing at the time had to be put on hold. For Mary, it meant an unwelcome travel by foot and possibly, hopefully, by donkey as well. But along rough roads when she was pregnant, leaving home at that time was just the wrong time to go. She would leave behind all the support of her family that she would find or would want to to have to help her through this difficult time. As far as the Roman Empire was concerned, this couple from Nazareth was just one of millions, thousands, who would be forced to make these journeys. They were insignificant unimportant. They were just numbers, statistics, as far as the Romans were concerned. And so Joseph and Mary, getting ready for this unplanned, this unwelcome journey, must have thought to themselves, Lord, how does this fit into your plan? This doesn't seem to be quite right. Something seems to have gone wrong. Has, um, has God's plans been frustrated by the Roman Empire? Has, has Caesar somehow outmaneuvered God? Who was in control? Mary and Joseph must have felt like pawns in a massive game of chess, being manipulated and moved where they did not wish to go. They were powerless and expendable unimportant as far as Rome was concerned. And so a journey to Nazareth lay ahead for them. It's about 90 miles or 144 kilometres if you're into that and uh, quite a journey, particularly when you were largely walking. And so it meant of a journey possibly of up to a week in length, not just to pop down to the local shops And so here we have this family totally um, at, at the mercies, really, of these external forces. And that is so much a picture of our world today, isn't it? We see how forces out of control of ordinary people suddenly has a devastating effect upon them. We've only been too aware of the problems in Afghanistan where the Taliban advanced at a much greater speed than anybody could have possibly imagined, and families were left in chaos to try and find a way to escape, a way to find sanctuary in other countries. The people of the Philippines facing an unpredicted typhoon, their homes, their villages, their businesses decimated who is in control of our world? It can seem a very dark and chaotic place. In our first reading, Isaiah speaks of the people walking in darkness, living in the land of the shadow of death. His people were living under the threats of the invading Assyrian Empire. Life must have seemed dark and hopeless But Isaiah speaks of a dawning light, ushering in a new age of rejoicing, of peace, of freedom. And such a new dawn would be seen in the birth of a child, a son whose government would be on his shoulders. And we have those wonderful descriptions. He would be wonderful counsellor, mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Like the appearance of light right at the beginning of creation, so a new dawn was approaching. But all these prophecies must have been far from the minds of Mary and Joseph as they journeyed on to Bethlehem. Could they possibly have imagined that they would be at the heart of the fulfilment of Isaiah's prophecy, made many hundreds of years beforehand. The whole thing didn't seem very promising, this whole venture. Especially when arriving in Bethlehem, they find all the accommodation was taken. And then, to cap it all, Mary goes into labour. Lord, there's something going wrong here. This... Is this really what it should be like? And so they're forced to take whatever accommodation is provided and they find a stable, might have been a cave, but somewhere where they could have shelter. Yes, probably with animals. And it's here that Mary gives birth and pops her newborn into a manger. Where was the glitzy hotel one might have expected for the Son of God? Where was the well-run Bethlehem maternity unit to care for Mary and her child? What's gone wrong, Lord? This can't have been what it should be. Who's in control? God's whole plan seemed to rely on a very ordinary, vulnerable couple. The whole thing seemed so precarious. But once again, light comes to the rescue, the light overcoming the darkness. In the fields outside Bethlehem, where the shepherds are taking care of the sheep, an angel of the Lord appears, and the glory of the Lord shines around them. It's such an event that the shepherds naturally are quite terrified by what's going on. But the angel's message is such good news the promised Messiah, the Christ. Christ the Lord will be found as a baby, wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The prophecies of Isaiah were being fulfilled. Light had come into this world, into this small, insignificant corner of the world, a light which would spread across the world, giving light to all humankind, dispelling the darkness. God had sent his son to be with us. But the world was so different, so different a place than that at creation. No longer the paradise that God had designed it to be. It was now fatally infected with sin, with man's disobedience. There was every reason for God to abandon the world he had created. But God did not socially distance himself from the world. He didn't wash his hands of the world's problems. He didn't splash on gallons of sanitary, oh, sorry, um, sanitation oils or whatever we call them. He was willing to take on flesh and become a human being, willing to take the risk of becoming infected by sin and the world, and ultimately paying the ultimate price of his life, a shameful death on the cross. Such was his love and commitment to the world he had created. But what about us in our world in 2021 and soon to be 2022? What lies ahead with all the uncertainties of the pandemic and growing concerns about global warming? we may still be thinking, Who, who's in control of our world? But even in the darkness of these last two years, there have been shafts of light that have, that have penetrated many parts of our society. Many people have reached out to their neighbours, those in need have been cared for. Thousands have offered themselves as volunteers, to alleviate suffering and help local communities. Those in the health and caring services have given their all in devoted service, some even their lives. And the church has been at the heart of many of these enterprises, delivering meals, providing food through food banks. People may still feel that God is distant but he's very much alive through his church, his body living on earth. It might seem a weak and fallible organization, but each of its members, each of us, have the presence of God within us through his Holy Spirit and his power at our disposal. Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians 4 of this wonderful light. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness and has made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the faith of Christ. So although we may feel weak and insignificant, God can use us. His light can shine through us Our lives can demonstrate his love to humankind. His love is highly infectious. It can spread through people's lives, transforming them, bringing light and hope. As Mary and Joseph gaze down on their precious son, they must have wondered, how is all this going to work itself out? Is God in control? And it would take possibly another 30 years for them to realise God's full plan for their son. 2,000 years later, and with the benefit of hindsight, we can see how God's plan was indeed fulfilled. Working through such unpromising events and people of little or no influence we can believe we can believe that God is in control of this world and is working behind the scenes he may seem distant, he may seem powerless but he is working behind the scenes bringing his kingdom slowly together and one day that revelation will be clear to all as his kingdom comes as Jesus comes again to bring his, his kingdom to fruition in our world. And so we may feel vulnerable, we may feel weak, we may feel at the world's world sort of, at what the world might throw at us. We might feel very vulnerable. But, but Christmas tells us that God is with us. Let us reach out to him, the God of light. Amen.